We play for bravery. We play for big hearts in tiny bodies. We play for the fighter within. We play for life reclaimed, disease in remission, stories rewritten. We're Children's Hospital of Richmond at VCU, and we nurture the champion in every child. We fight the forces that threaten them, and we play to win. Learn how at chrichmond.org. Here, our parents. Talk Recorded live. All right, now we get that recording in there. Way to go, Paul. Let's start recording this thing now. Yeah. <laughs> now you can call in. Now you can call in and, and be on it. But, but I mean, seriously, with it, uh, parents kind of plan their schedules around what you put out. I guess you put out your summer schedule, what, April, May, somewhere around on there? Um, yeah, closer to March. <laughs> right around, honestly, right around spring break so, to give them a good, you know, March, April, May, to give them a good two or three months to plan around. Yeah, their vacations are hopefully around the events we have in the summertime. So. And, 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 you know, you get going in here, summer's busy. You got, whether it's going to a camp here, whether it's going to a retreat there, whether it's doing a service project, where you're going on a mission trip, whether you're doing vacation Bible school. Mm-hmm. And even for parents, when they start back up and the kids are in school and they're back in the routine of, okay, I got to get these kids in bed at night because we got to get up, we got to get going in the morning. Even their mindset changes coming from summer to to, oh yeah, uh, oh yeah, school year. Uh, you know, there's some preparation when school starts. You know, we go to the to the local department store, or the Walmart, or whatever, and you get the pencils. Tax free weekend. Tax free weekend. You get the pencils. You get the the iPads or whatever you need for that. And, and um, did you just say you get the iPads? The iPads, because um, you know, just throw a few, few in the buggy. No big deal. <laughs> uh, you know, you, you get the notebooks. You get the pencils. You get the things you need for class and everything. And you prepare for that. I think as this rule, you also prepare for the beginning of summer. You plan out what you're going to do and how you're going to do things. And so I think that beginning platform um, of things is is in every season when everything changes, like the holidays. You know, you get towards, um, what, around, I guess, Halloween, maybe before that, end of October, and you talk about what we're going to do at Thanksgiving, where we're going to go. You know, are we going to go to your parents or my parents? You know, same for Christmas. You're making these decisions. I go to Huntsville for Christmas. Yeah. So uh, it's it's just it's just all those exposure things. youth camp. That's right. December twenty seventh to thirtieth. Roll time. Mark your calendars um, Do that. So so I think you prepare for for every new season um, as, as it comes along, and I think there, there's preparation to that. Now let me say this while we're talking about parents and kids. Now that we're back in school and the, there's a regular schedule happening, I like to challenge myself and my family and everybody else's family. And if you don't have regular devotionals in the home, this is the perfect time to start. If it's once a week or, or each night before you go to bed, um, just uh, have that opportunity to sit down, share scripture, and just pray as a family. And I think um, that's a good place. It's a good time for new beginnings. It's just, it just doesn't have to be in January, you know, with, with resolutions. Make it a today thing. And you know, if you're not doing it, let's do it, start doing it now. Yeah, I, I think you just make it a priority. I think one thing that's beautiful with how we do have our – uh, the way kind of our, our world works, our society works, our country works, and even in church work, it, how it works, is that we kind of have these these moments that are kind of good kind of recheck mm-hmm. points that happen throughout right. the year. You know, um, you know, we've talked about it with, with uh, say, exposure. That's kind of a good way that you, you – um, 
kind of end the year, get ready to kick off the new year, kind mm-hmm. of re- restart, refocus, recheck on some things. And we've talked about it with AIMCON. That's kind of at the end of the summer, kind of recheck, restart, get ready for uh, school. And, and so you've got – 22 to 24. Hey, there you go. Already mark it down. 2018, Lord willing. Drop through there. Um, I will unless I'm in heaven. Use. The views. Oh, I was like, what? The view of heaven. That's the theme. Continue. But, I, you know, I, I think we have these moments that help us restart and, and kind of refocus some of these things. And, and I think what you just said is, is right on. Don't, you don't have to wait to January 1st to get your New Year's resolutions that nobody ever keeps. And if you do, don't lie. Um, Let them every day. Yeah, it, it kind of gives you this chance to reset and refocus and get these new beginnings and to kind of get started. And I guess that's kind of maybe how um, – Maybe kind of how I think youth ministers kind of view, um, sometimes view going from summer to school starting. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a, all right, time to re-kick in this program or to make some changes to my program here that, that I didn't. Did. Let me ask you this, though, Paul. As a, as a youth minister, minister, especially youth ministers, is there a time, though, when you get here to the end of the summer that you recommend for recharging and on the youth minister side? You've been going for eight to nine weeks nonstop, uh, sleeping, you know, month of June, you sleep more away from your bed than you do <laughs> at your house. Are you asking, do I recommend it or are you asking what I do? I'm not asking what you do because I know what you do. You don't do it. I'm no. asking what you recommend. Uh, I would recommend taking some, some time off at the end of the summertime. Um, I know some guys that take a week off in May to, to sort of charge up for the summer. Mm-hmm. Um, again, something else I don't do, but, uh, <laughs> Yeah, school's at the end. You, you're there, there's so many activities going on there, but at the end of the summer, then, then school's back in and other things are happening. So for some of us, it's kind of tough to find that time, but I think you need to make that time because your, your family should be that important. Yes, but, we but, should. But that's the thing. Yes, when, when, you look at, when you look at Jesus' life and his ministry, and if you'll notice, especially when he had big moments and big things, what did he go and do? He disappeared. That's right. He went away. He disappeared for some recharge time to be able to get going. They ask, why does he pray by himself? Why does he yep. go to the garden by himself? I think he, he needs some alone time because well, the world yeah. is after him. Well, even before he prepared, on his garment, even you know? before he prepared for his ministry, he yeah. disappears for 40 days. Yeah, right. there's some temptations that take place in there that you read about. Even the devil won't leave him alone. Yeah. <laughs> He's but, after all of this. But he needs some time, and I think that is something that maybe, you know, in my time in ministry, your time in ministry, I'm not sure we do a good job at giving, giving um, the ministers abilities to be able to go and, and recharge. Yeah. And part of that's on us. It is. Part let of me, that is on us. This. Let me make this statement known. My elders um, uh, communicate to me about taking care of my family. Yes, they do. And taking the time I need to make sure and keep myself energized and ready to go to avoid burnout. So let that be said. Well, um, but it's still sometimes it's just tough to just walk away for a few days and just you know. It is. I mean, you still need to you need to do it. And um, and I will say here lately, the past few weeks, I've done some things to sort of clear a few things off my plate. To my, I've gotten some clarity from that. You know, I'm, my kids are growing up fast. Um, funny story, Laney um, said, "Daddy, I'm now in double digits in age." And I'm mm. like, "Laney, you are nine years old." You are not double digits. Mm. She said, Daddy, I'm nine and a half. That's 9.5. I'm like, you are, you are a funny kid. But, uh, but they are. They're, they're growing up. and, and Can, crazy I, things can I tell you a funny story about Laney? Yeah, go Growing ahead. up, and you don't want to miss them. Laney and, Laney and myself, we have deep conversations sometimes while Paul is on the phone talking or doing other stuff and around. And, and so her and I were in a deep discussion on uh, Wednesday night 
um, about her dating in the future and how Paul was going to be able to handle it. Not good. Not good. <laughs> You're getting into a completely different topic for another show. So Paul needed some rest and re- relaxation. I, <laughs> I said, oh, I'm going to be at your house on your first date. You just can't wait for that. That's no. going to be something that's fine. Uh, Jerry, Jerry, and he said, you know, we all need to minister to ourselves. And I think that's what we're bad at. Paul, there, there is something. And because we always see a need. Yeah. You know, you see something to be done. you're dealing with people. Yeah. And you know what? I don't want to let anybody down. Well, and, and here's the thing, Paul. But what are we seeing more and more? We have lots of friends, and we know of lots of people that are right. struggling with and they're getting depression out of themselves because, they because yeah. of, of sometimes having to take a break mm-hmm. and need this. Um, so if you're a church leader, if you're an elder, if you're a deacon, if you're a minister that's listening to this, if we can encourage you, please take time to, to minister to yourself mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, all of those things in place. Because if you don't, what we're seeing more and more of is, is like Paul said, people getting out mm-hmm. of ministry because it is, it is, it, it's got to go somewhere. Even counselors have counselors. Well, in ministry is, um, you know, it's a it's a crockpot. It's not a it's not a microwave. You know, some people think you need to get in there and make it and fix it real quick and and do everything you can do to do it. It takes time to find success in in anything really. And so so um, even with that, you got to preserve yourself and your family and your relationships. And we're commanded to obey God, um, but we're also commanded to t- make sure that our family. Mm-hmm. Um, it's right with God, and so we have a we have a priority there. And so, uh, well, sometimes we lose sight of those priorities because we see all these other needs going on. Mm-hmm. But we got to go back to the Bible and find out what's important. If my family's not right and things aren't, good, then I'm not going to be any good to anybody. Well, and so I, that's something. Yes, we have to think about consider. And, and that's something, Paul here, uh, Wes uh, chimes in here that that him and Chapel and the boys they take a vacation yeah. um, at the end of of May, and that his elders even encourage it. Mm-hmm. To kind of, you know, she's done with school, right. she's trying to get all these things what up with done. Um, it, it's, it's, it's needed because you're in congregations, people have needs, people have helps, and whether we like it or not, who do they call first? They call the minister. That's right. The kid's in trouble, who are they going to call first? Generally, it's going to be their youth minister. Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't matter what the situation is. And so sometimes we take it on and we take it on. One thing I loved what we did when I lived in uh, Calhoun up in North Georgia, when we would have our ministers meeting once a month, we would always have a time in there. We called it kind of a share thing or whatever. Yeah. So ministers could minister right. to each other. Right. Because so we could talk about some things. Who's we could going be to? able to do some things. Who, who's going to if we don't? If we don't exactly. Find, you know, yeah. yeah, exactly. So summer's over, and we hope you do take uh, – Take some time to yourself. Take some time to refresh. And, hey, it's going. As Jerry did say here a second ago, it is constant. We are constantly going, and there are new opportunities, new things to go and do. And uh, whether you're our parent, whether you're a minister, whether you're uh, far as a pulpit minister, whether you're a youth minister, elder, deacon, you know, here you go. You're in your new season here of kicking in. And uh, we do encourage you, and, and, and we do pray that, that everybody's uh, um, oh, summer yeah. went well. Absolutely, yeah, with everything, and so uh, we are glad. We're we're glad you're back. We're glad you're joining us. We got a bunch of people joining us um, in the chat room already. We do. Um, 
Colin Little said, good morning, John and Paul. So, hey, hey, Colin. Good morning to you. Um, thank you for everybody who's, who's, who is joining us and being a part of the show. Even uh, Jason Isbell is already joining us this morning, Paul. Is he? Yeah, he was joining us when the, when the uh, um, talk shoe came on. <laughs> and so, as you'll notice, Paul and I have, have grown up a little bit over the summer. Yeah. Um, we're drinking coffee now in our show. Um, Java with Jesus. Yes, Java with Jesus. That's, that could be the name of a show. Um, so, I, I, Paul has his Superman cup, as you will always see him with. And, and I have I try. my uh, um, Master's Cup. Thank you, Jeremy Highnote and Soar Youth Rally. Master Podon. Master P. Mm-hmm. Master P. Hey, Paul. I know what a lot of people are joining us uh, with us here is they are excited about some things that are going on. We have some things that are going on exciting. We want to talk, uh, just mention briefly um, that this, is, is that this show is now's a good time for commercials. Yes. Is, I like it. Is, commercial break. like that. Ah! It's brought to you by Adventures in Ministry. If you have not gone and checked out the app or checked out the website, go and do it. AIM hmm. Series is up. It is running. Paul told me the other day thousands of people are downloading that and oh. watching that. And by the way, Jerry Elder, great job. We, we, we oh, watched yeah. his video of this past Wednesday night. Great job. By the way, I'm just looking at our high five. That, that wasn't cool. We got to do a cooler high five. Um, <laughs> it's kind of hard, Paul. We're kind of like, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But, uh, yeah, he, great job. Lonnie Jones last week. Um, Jerry Elder this week. Um, and then uh, more to come. So looking forward to that. Our kids are really enjoying that um, here at, at, uh, at the University Church. Um, so you have that. Um, we have, of course, all the resources that are free. All the resources that are there are free. Adventuresinministry.com. Uh, the app. Um, what are you? Thirty thousand downloads? Uh, we're closer to about thirty-five grand. Okay. Yeah, we're, we're all over the world. Um, we've gone global. Uh, it, it actually is really cool when you get somebody that says, "You know, I just traveled to Indonesia. I came back. I noticed they were using your app." And I'm like, "Damn, phones down there? Yeah, they do. I mean, you know, they do, and and, and they use it. And so it's it's really cool. It's really neat. But we also want to talk to them in case they didn't join us on Monday. It's a new venture that we have started uh, as part of Adventures in Ministry. It's called Aim and Company. It is a publishing company. We have um, we are working on some more books that are coming out soon. We have one that is out right now. It's called ABC Devo Basics. It's written by girls for girls, and we would love um, uh, to to uh, um, sell that to you, but love to get that into your hands of yes. your girls. Um, it's $15, uh, $15 a piece. A piece. Um, I'm sure we could work out a deal if, if you want your um, youth um, groups to have it. We can youth groups to have it. Yeah, sure. we, could, we, could, we could work on that. Absolutely. Um, so a lot uh, of other really cool things yeah. coming with Aiming Company. Yes. Um, as far as um, an opportunity to, in, to offer um, – PowerPoint slides and uh, graphic design stuff, and so um, hopefully something like that coming around the, around the bin here pretty soon on that. Yeah, so it's a it's a growing uh, venture. So you'll hear more about that coming out here soon. Uh, Colin asked, "What's the name of that series again, Paul?" The, the video series, the Aim series, the Aim series. Yes, Colin, you can go to the website, adventuresinministry.com. dot com. It's right there on the front page. Yep, and so it's right there. And it's free. It is absolutely Which is every free. youth minister's favorite word. Yeah, because your budget's Resource? shot already Great. after the end of the summer. No kidding. So sorry, but Paul, guess what starts to? Well, actually, I think technically it starts tonight, but really kicks in September second. Uh, college football? Nah. <laughs> it's my Disneyland. <laughs> no, I'm so excited. So excited. I'm excited. I'm cautiously optimistic. 
We'll, we'll put it that way. Cautiously optimistic. I mean, we mentioned this a little bit briefly on Monday night when we, when we were talking about it. Can you remember a time in which, and they've been working on this for the last few years with the different kickoff classics and things like this, so many big games the first week. We mentioned it Monday night, but, yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, there's a lot of games coming up that everybody's excited about. And not just on the first – thanks, Jerry, for, for popping that there. Um, he dropped the uh, Adventures of Ministry link there to, to go find the series of other things. Um, there you go. Uh, but, but not just the first week, but the second week as well. Um, and that's something I was going to sort of start with. The fact that we are here in the state of Alabama, I realize folks are all over the, the country um, listening to us and hopefully will listen to us later or watch it later. Um, but there are – here in the state of Alabama, there's two games right now that Alabama-Auburn fans care anything about, and that is Bama's game this weekend and Auburn's no, game weekend. this weekend is coming, not not now, yeah. but next weekend, mm-hmm. and then the weekend after with um, uh, Auburn and Clemson. Um, and I think that some of our um, Auburn brethren will be surprised at my pick at that game, but we'll, we'll wait to see what we'll happens. We'll wait to see, see what happens with that one. Yeah, yeah, that may be, that may be pretty good with that. It is. We, I mean, but you got so many – look at the landscape. I mean, I was looking at, at – um, ESPN, I think, had the top 10 or top 25 or whatever um, of the games from this first weekend. And almost any of those games, you would have been like, wow. And then the next one got even bigger and like, wow. And then even bigger. And then it's just like, wow. I mean, it's just amazing. And it's not just the first wow. week. <laughs> <laughs> heard. Yeah, but it is. It is amazing. It was cool. Yeah, think think about on the second there, you have Florida, you got Florida, Michigan, you got FSU, um, Alabama, mm-hmm. um, and then, Florida, Michigan. Yes, I said that. Oh, you did. Uh, I mean, of course you did. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to mention that in there. I mean, come on. Yes. See, I didn't say often. You didn't. See, aren't you but proud? You did just say I did. But, but no, man, it's going to be amazing. Of just so many things and so many question marks that are kicking off the season. You know, we got our top 25 out. AP and the coaches mm-hmm. did all their stuff. Top 25 out. You got the preseason things. Let me ask you this, Paul. I think everybody can probably say the ACC probably had the best year last year. I mean, after all, Clemson won the national championship. Yeah, Florida State really stepping up in their bowl games and stuff like this. If any year there was a year to say SEC may not have been the top year, it was last year. Here we are, 2017, SEC, ACC, Big Ten, Big 12. What was Pac-12? Florida ranked? What was Florida ranked last year in the SEC championship game? I don't remember. 20? I don't remember. 18? I mean, seriously. I don't remember. The, the, the problem with Legitimately, SEC, I don't remember. The, the problem with – and I, I'm not poking at you on this, but the problem with SEC last year was it was Alabama and everybody else. But can we be honest? That's the way it's been for the last two or three years? Uh, Maybe four? I mean, you, year, you usually had, gives them a run for their money. I mean, Texas A&M a few years ago when they had the gunslinger. Um I don't like saying names. Uh, uh, so, uh, um, you know, there, there have been years when, when the SEC has, has had two or three really good teams. I mean, Auburn usually has a pretty good team, I mean, um, occasionally. I mean, they, they yeah, won the but, national but, championship but not too long ago. So. Poop out in the, in the uh, um, bowl game. Bowl game. What is going on? You're right about that. And the commercial that ESPN runs, you're right, about all the ACC coaches talking about how that – talking about how that, you know, you know we're, we're the – the winningest um, conference in the, in the land. Well, this year, good job. You did good. Mm-hmm. You know, and last year, really close. But um, Well, let me ask you. I mean, okay, let, let's look at it then. 
SEC, Bama by far probably the overarching favorite to win. Right? Who? Alabama? SEC, yeah. Okay. Possibly you got an Auburn challenge, possibly a Georgia yeah. challenge in there. Florida, we got we to gotta figure out who's the quarterback first before we can start making – predictions on that because the it's defense like a, like a potpourri of QB you cannot lose what what Florida lost on the defense and expect it to come back that's true I mean it, it, offense but, is going to have to win time, John Florida Florida I mean you're a Gator fan so you should know this I do they find a way to find the defense I, I get that every single year and then what happens in the championship game yeah well that's not I mean they play all that one I know sorry dude. so then we go back to it now you, you look at the ACC though what's Clemson going to bring back I'm not sure um, Not Clemson sure. brings back a lot to defense. Miami, Miami stepping up. Rick, Rick is going to, to bring. Rick, well. Rick is going. <laughs> Florida State. I mean, when you talk SEC, you got to start ACC. You got to start with Florida State. Francois. And so, I mean, we'll learn about a lot about Florida State that first game. I'm sure, we'll learn about Florida. I mean, uh, Alabama that game. Mr. Big Ten, Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State. Penn State, baby. In fact, out of the top twelve, fifteen. Is there more Big Ten schools in there than SEC? I think I was looking at the other day. No, Is that right? There's more than SEC. There's more than SEC in those top 15? Oh, oh, no, because it's like Alabama's number one, Auburn's 12. That's yeah. the next SEC team listed is Auburn, number 12. Exactly, but in there, in the between there, you got Ohio State, you got Michigan, you got Wisconsin, you got Penn State. Penn State yeah. So apparently those, those diehards are really pushing mm-hmm. um, uh, the Big Ten Pac-12, Pac what do you got out there? USC, are they back? Well, I guess we'll find out. Did um, you mention Big 12? I have not yet. Okay, my bad. Continue. Big 12? Big 12. Let's talk about Oklahoma State for a minute. Oh, my word. Can I say happy birthday to uh, to uh, Coach Gundy, Mike Gundy? Um, guess how old he turned last week? 50. 50. He's, he's, a, he's man. a man. He's a man. <laughs> hey, Jerry, Elder said, Jerry Elder said he's got to go. Thanks for joining us, Jerry. Yeah. And, and hope he's no. Back. But, but, yeah. but, but Gundy, 50 years old. I'm a man. He's got the mullet, man. Have you seen him? God. Why does he do that? Who do that himself? You know what he said? I do it to make fun of my kids. Dude, you don't love your kids. That's messed mm-hmm. up. You don't, you don't do the mullet. That's not. So, so who comes out of the Big Twelve? I mean, Joe Barnett's joining us, and and he's gonna he's, he's gonna mention Texas Tech every time. So we got to mention Texas Tech. Who's Texas come, Tech. Who comes out of Big Twelve? Is there even a contender? Uh, if you ask Coach Herman, there is. He says Texas is it. We're back. Herman. Oh, that's good. Herman. Have you played a game yet? Herman is drinking. Herman? Drinking. Look, I understand you did it at Houston. You did it at Houston. Uh, proud of you what you did at but Houston. But did he do it the first year? Uh, uh, granted, he's got better material. No man. Doubt. No doubt. Man, I don't know. That's crazy stuff. Um, mm. Texas is a team you just want to like, though. I mean, they're just a you, – You do. You They don't – College football is you know, better when you have your Ohio States, your Bamas, your Texas, Michigan. your Michigans, your USC's, mm-hmm. Florida's, your Florida States, Miami's, Georgia even in there, maybe even Tennessee. Of course, we haven't mentioned Tennessee. Sorry, Sarah Carter. Um, uh, we will in a minute. What, it's better when it's going like that. I mean, I think it is. Yeah. And so it begs the question here, Paul, playoff time comes. Do we get two teams from the same conference? You know, SEC is really the one playoffs? that has done yeah, – yeah, we're talking to playoffs now. I mean, you know, the season hasn't started yet. After the first week, I think we have a better understanding of what that could look like. Even still, it's a far cry. 
But um, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I don't think we said anything about about the Pac-12. We did kind of. Uh, this is USC I mean, Pac. Yeah. Yeah, they are. UCLA? Contenders. You think contenders? I, I think contenders. I think um, Oregon will will try to make a run. Everybody talks about Washington. I mean, <laughs> they, they did well last year until that one game when things kind of fell apart. Well, what game was that? If I have to say, Alabama, you right. know, it's going to be interesting. I would almost venture to say that the Big Ten, the ACC, have a better chance of getting two teams in this year than SEC as it stands right now. And then we'll we'll learn. We got to learn about Auburn with Stedman, uh, Stedman, Stedman, whatever his name is. Stedman. Um, I mean Stedham, 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 Stedham. whatever. Um, uh, how will they show up? Will how long? You got to look at the strength of schedule too. Big Ten. I, mean, I don't think. I mean, they play each other. ACC. I mean, I like the Hills in basketball season, but my goodness, um, Wake Forest, Delaware State. These are teams that are on Clemson's schedule, by the way. Missouri, um, Vandy. You're right. You're right. Arkansas. Yeah, you're right. Hey, now Arkansas. I'm telling you, <laughs> they always they always play play good against the good ones. Well, uh, it's, it, I guess I ask this question: Is Missouri even going to have any fans to to play football in front of? They have a new lease on life, though, don't they? Things are all fresh and new there. there well, they I don't know. They new coach, having, new philosophy. Yeah, but they're having major problems. They're like their enrollment's thirty five percent down this year. Well, they had a complete coup at the entire school last year too yeah and I so mean, a lot of people are saying they will refuse to go back to the game so that'd be interesting that way be to go fun. way to go um um uh way to go missouri and the sec great way to go thanks well, randy for joining our show we're glad that you were here today too oh oh, oh i gotta stop yeah for a minute okay I got, okay here's the deal um do you know that is that's you okay mm-hmm. okay randy Harrod is my uncle yes he is he's my mom's brother Little brother, yep. and he called me this week, and um, I, I told him I'd give him a shout out. I'm glad he, he he was there, was watching. He made a really great point, and just a sort of a college football timeout for a minute. He said last week, not last week, but what was it Monday? Monday, the eclipse. With the eclipse for for about an hour, everybody in the world stopped what they're doing. At least in the United States. Well, yeah, at least in the United States. Um, stop what they're doing. Stop any evil doing, any bad talk or anything like that. And just for, for a moment, at, at one time, they stopped dogging out the president. They stopped dogging out the government. They stopped <laughs> dogging out the other. And they all looked to the sky all together in unity. I think that's, that, that something should be said of that as, as a reminder of, of where we came from and why we have what we have and the blessings we have. And, and that's something that he he was bringing up. I thought that's a really neat like point. Like this big giant lake with the mountains. It's so beautiful, isn't it? It is beautiful. Back. But why'd you take it away? But if you if you want to, um, no, don't do that. Yeah, oh, it's back there. Okay. Yeah, back. Yeah. So <laughs> call us. I keep thinking we're live on this. Uh, uh, so anyway, there, there's that. Uh, so, but he also says roll tide. Um, mm. uh, Tammy Norton. Tammy's wants to. Tammy wants to talk about UT. Okay. Okay, well, Tammy. I, we're here to talk can, about can U- University of Tennessee. The, yes, the you talk? can. Okay, hot seat time. What coach is in trouble? Um, Butch Jones. What does Butch Jones have to do to stay in Knoxville? And the question is, now, uh, Tammy, say this. I want to know. Do you want him to stay? 
Hmm. That's a good question. I'd love to get Tammy and Sarah asking answer I would that love question. That. I don't think Sarah's on right now with us uh, this morning. We'll volunteer fans, give us that. Give us, give us that. If you're a Tennessee volunteer fan, do you want Butch to say? And if you do, is why? he on the hot seat? Do you think he's on the hot seat? Number two, do you want him gone? I mean, what, <laughs> what's the future hold? I'm going to text Eliza right now to find out what she thinks about Tennessee, Tammy. Here's the deal. Tennessee right now, okay, everybody's picking Georgia in the east. Depends on who you talk to. I think the SEC picked Florida third and Tennessee second. Do, don't they have to go to Knoxville, Georgia? Georgia has to go to Knoxville, I believe, this year. Sure. Really? I mean – Last year was Tennessee's year, right? That was the year that everybody said, here's what's going to happen. That was. This is Tennessee's year. They're going to step up. They're going to do it. And then they laid an egg. Mm -hmm. I I think that some of these fan bases are going to have to calm down a little bit because they've run off some good coaches, and now what they're left with, they're like, "Eh, what do we do? Right. What do we do? And, (laughs) yeah, they go to Tennessee. Um, (laughs) That's right. Um, then, Paul, I, 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 you can't count out South Carolina this year. I, I think Muschamp is going – is he going to win the East? No. Is he going to mess up somebody from winning the East? Yes, yes he, he is. is. Yes, he is. And I, I think it's going to happen. I, I don't see Tennessee getting over this hump, and I see Butch Jones looking for a job at the end of the year. Interesting. Sorry, Tammy, and all you Tennessee fans. That's interesting. But you're right. That, that's kind of what I see. Who else on the hot seat, though? Um, let's see. Uh, Kevin Sumlin. And, and could you imagine that? Could you have said that, what, three years ago? No, because Johnny Football, I thought, carried him through. But you got to leave sometime. Well, it's – it's. Um, I'm, I was about to that up there. Yeah, yeah you um, did. Brian Kelly, Notre Dame. Four and eight last year. Is that is that something that, that's appropriate in another name? Hey, um, Ferris Austin, love you, brother. Uh, what do you think about um, your coach? Is four and eight? Is that okay for the Irish? Apparently, because their quarterback left and went to Florida, he was one of the three. Um, he is. We'll figure so all that thing, out. You know, you know, Les Miles now works for the SEC Network. Did you hear that? I did hear that. Les Miles was there. My question is, how long will he hold that contract before something happens with Brian Kelly or Kevin Sumlin or Butch Jones? You see what I'm saying? It's like he is sitting in a perfect situation where if something happens, I'll just pick up the ball and go with it. Here, here's the thing, though. I've got to say this. Not a bad coach. Why has Les Miles not been hired yet? Something something either is within the coaching ranks, it's through some of the things that are going through. He is a national championship coach. Whether Whatever you think about what he did, I, I couldn't stand him when he was there at LSU because of that stinking year. He had. I mean, the, the affairs they have, half the coaches have affairs nowadays on everything like that. I mean, mm-hmm. unless, you're, unless you're Hugh Freeze with, with Ole Miss and you're using an escort service. I said players, the players he had. Oh, the players he had. I thought you said affairs. I was like, what, affairs? No, he won the national championship the year after Saban left LSU. FYI. But he won some major, big-time games. He definitely did. And he he doesn't have a job. Maybe the right job hasn't come along. But Lane Kiffin has a job. Have you seen where he works? (laughs) Les doesn't want to work (laughs) on any 
I understand that, but I, I just – it really shocks me. I'll, I'll be honest. And, and, and I'm not a huge Les Miles fan except when he eats grass. Um, I think that's just the coolest thing that he did it. Mm. Um, but why does he not have a job? Don't they paint the grass green? Does he not know that there's a, there's a chance that – never mind. Okay. I don't know. Um, he, he was called the Mad Hatter for a reason. That's right. So, um, well, and, and Joe, Barnett, Joe Barnett mentioned uh, Cliff – Kingsbury at Texas Tech. Remember, he was just a couple of years ago was one of the hot topic guys to have. Yeah, cool guy. I mean, shows you how quickly things can change in college football. Except, you know, except for those that are your consistent people, your Urban Myers, your Nick Sabins, those type of guys that have been sitting in here. And and um, I think maybe Les Miles is waiting for um, um, Jim Harbaugh to go back to the NFL. Because Michigan was an option just a few years ago, if you remember, before that. I think, I think he's if, waiting if, for the perfect situation. I think – you want to know what I think? I think Harbaugh, Harbaugh is watching and learning from Saban. Stay where you're at. By coming to his backyard. Yes. He's just doing that to be to, yeah. just, to get on his nerves. Yeah. He's probably doing a good job. Uh, you know, I, he's not – I don't see him leaving because – Oh, whoa, breaking news. Did you just see that breaking news? What did it say, Paul? No, you go ahead. Mississippi State linebacker received $21,000 before signing day. Hello, NCAA sanctions. (laughs) (laughs) Now who's on the hot seat? Let's go with Mississippi. Hello, Dan Mullen. Um, (laughs) I'm going to be looking for a job pretty soon after that one. Wow. Somebody give me $21,000 before signing day. Here, Mississippi's looking for somebody. Okay, here we go. So, um. We've talked about uh, coaches in the hot seat, and we've got to round this out, mm-hmm. uh, finish this up. Let's talk about teams without their coach. Mm. What will Oklahoma look like without Bob Stoops? I think that's why we didn't mention them in the Big 12 conversation. Yeah. What will Bedlam look like? Ooh. Where is Tyler Brassfield? We're calling you out, brother. What do you, how do you think your team's going to do? Something I think there's something else in that situation up there, you know. At at uh, I mean, I mean time to yes, it was an odd time for to quote retire and get out of there with with some things going on. Something's going on with there. Do I think Oklahoma's going to make it? No, I think Oklahoma is going to struggle. I think they're going the way of Texas for the next four or five years, just like what Texas did. And I think that's what's going to happen with them, and they're going to try to fight their way back. Out. That may have given Herman the steam he needs. Maybe it did, and maybe it did because if Texas beats Oklahoma. All things are going to be right in the world for for the Texas people. So you're right. So we've talked about a coach in the hot seat. We talked about teams with their coach. Let's talk about a team that um, has a new coach who likes to row the boat. Mm. Who are you talking about, Paul? P.J. Fleck. Mm. I've never seen a coach with more energy and more tenacity and charm and just awesomeness than P.J. Fleck. I think he's awesome. I think he's great. To say energy, I don't know. I'd probably go with you on some energy with some other coaches, but but yeah, he at least he's got the he charm to go with it. Seriously, on ESPN, watch the um, it's a show called Being PJ Fleck about going to Minnesota, um, the millions and millions of dollars of money they're using to upgrade their facility and the impact he's made in such a short amount of time. Um, and I really thought that he would stop the row the boat thing with Western uh, Michigan. But he's he's got that. He just follows him everywhere he goes. My question is, is as great as I mean, Cotton Bowl, Western Michigan, Cotton Bowl. 
Can he do that in Minnesota? Because fans think if you're here four years you and all you do is win one game a year, you better beat the Badgers. He's like, so if I'm four and 40, give me an extension. And they're like, yes, high five. Can I just ask this question? Who wants to live in Minnesota to coach football? You've got to look at the – I know. But you've got to look at those facilities, man. It's a, it's a, it's a game changer. I'm mm. telling you. They're top ten as far as facilities. Minnesota yeah, but, but you know what's happening is – well, they got to have a top ten facility to be able to try to recruit people to come in there. Yeah. I mean, but even, even your traditional schools are having to upgrade the facilities. You know, Florida – back for years for upgrading facilities and things like that because mm-hmm. it's like we're going to get out in the swamp and we're just going to practice even they're starting a 60 million dollar football um, um facility upgrade type thing so um yeah uh, well i think he do well i think he'll do i think he'll do better than average for minnesota yeah i think he'll, he'll turn some heads mm-hmm. uh, they got oj smith from uh, Alabama, by the way did they really? Defender, yeah. Very interesting. Yeah, sad day. Okay, I'm going to end this on this, and then we'll, we'll go. Um, Alabama, uh, preseason ranked number one in the nation. Uh, kiss of death. In the history of the University of Alabama, ranked number one preseason, never winning the national championship. So I guess that kind of answers that question. Unless you think mm, – What do you think, do Bama fans out there? Um, it's going. Jalen Hurts was one pass away from winning the national championship last year. Okay, but Jalen Hurts down the, down the stretch though, down the stretch, and we talked about it leading up to the national championship game. Those couple of games that he had, even against Washington, did he do anything to to? He didn't do anything necessarily to help them lose, but he didn't do anything to help them win. He was a freshman. I understand that, but you know what they have. But you know what happens? Usually, they always say you get the sophomore slump. We're in trouble. That is where I think Alabama season lies is with Jalen Hurts. So it goes back to the first question we asked in the very beginning. Alabama versus Florida State or Auburn versus Clemson? Is Jared Stidham, is he the answer for Auburn? After, was it six passes he made at Baylor? I can tell you down there on the on the plains, they are, they are hoping sold on him. Is. They yeah. are sold on him. And guess what? He's, he's getting into the community and he's being a part of all the different things. Cool. Um, that is happening down there, and yeah. and people are people are falling in love with him on campus at Auburn. Mm-hmm. Um, Caitlin hasn't met him yet, but <laughs> I don't. I'm not worried about that one yet. But um, but they are. Here's the thing, and and I agree with uh, uh, Frodo here. <laughs> I'm not sure I'm buying Auburn yet because I think there's a lot of question marks around that more than just a quarterback position. Probably so, but I think if they can keep him covered, if they can keep um, Stidham upright, I think that Auburn's going to have a good year. And anytime Auburn has a good year, it's good for SEC because Alabama usually is there. But mm-hmm. when Alabama and Auburn are strong, everybody else finds a way. Honestly, I just don't know what they'll do on defense this year. Yeah, that's true. I just don't know how they're going to – actually, I have less concern right. about their offense than I do their defense. Yeah. So um, it'll say a lot. Um, we'll be able to figure out a bunch of stuff and kind of um, – See what's happening. Mm-hmm. Remember, tomorrow night, if you're in Montgomery, you can go and watch UTC, University of Tennessee, Chattanooga versus Jack State. Jack State right here in the Crampton Bowl. Tickets are actually fairly inexpensive to go yeah. and watch that game. I think normal tickets are only um, um, 
$20, I think. Uh, David Woodison texted me and said, War Eagle. I can't believe, David, you actually did that. Uh, what am I going to do with you? Always Gator fans. That? I don't get it. I guess they always Gator fans think um, one blue and orange is good enough. At least, at least my shirts match when I go over there to see Caitlin now. Um, I, I, I don't have any Auburn. I have nothing that's Auburn. <laughs> at home at all, and so I have I have one shirt that's kind of like a funny. I don't need Florida shirt. I don't either. Be quiet. I'd buy you one if you want me to. I'm good. I've got to go over there today to go. I'm sure you Caitlin. So I'll go buy you something if you want me so to. I said, hey, I <laughs> will do it. Um, uh, <laughs> I think it's going to be interesting starting up, and and can't wait to next weekend kicks going. Yes, we off. Absolutely. Well, Paul, guess where we're at. We're at the end. We're at the end. The the, the podine tone hits me. The Where podine tone? Well, Paul. That means it's time to go. Uh, thank you all for visiting with us and being a part of our morning. On Friday mornings at 10 o'clock, meet us again Monday Night Live at 5. For John Podine, I'm Paul Sperling. This has been the John and Paul Show. We'll see you next time. <laughs>